Hello, beautiful people. How are you doing? How are you doing? So, how are you? Today, we are locking in. I had to post Patreon and then had to work out a kink in the bugs. So, hopefully you can hear me. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear. Let's give it a little intro music. Oh, yeah. Bada bing. Hello, beautiful people. How are you doing today? How are you doing, beautiful people? So today we are talking a little bit about mm -hmm, tapping into love, tapping into sensuality. So unlock love, five steps to emotional freedom from heartbreak to hero. And you can see Ryan Keys at Ryan Keys to love is on Instagram. If you would like to work with me, you can send me a message there or you can go to uh, any of the links below. You can book a session. We are all about trying to break you out of the bad habits that keep you from finding love. Um, love is a, it is a amazing thing. And the funny thing about love is, is everybody wants to kind of confine it to um, two people and horizontal hallelujahs. However, I'm starting to understand as I grow older that love is, um, re love really requires you to let go and it really requires you to um, foster it fully, right? Um, it's just like anything. If you're going through something right now and you feel like life is tumultuous or turbulent, there's a good chance that the energy you're bringing to the table, it may not mirror it, but the, the signature is similar. Example, point reference. Let's imagine that um, you are taking pins from work or you're, you were doing something. Imagine you're, you're, you're not being truthful in some aspect of your life. And then you're at work and somebody says, Something happened. It was Sally or Tom. And you look guilty and they come to you, but there's no evidence, so they can't prove anything, but you feel freaking guilty. You look guilty. You look sketchy. And now you look like you're a standout guilt person. Why would you look guilty? It's not because you did anything at work. It's because inside of yourself, there's a vibration. There's an energy that is, you're not feeling, it's governing you and you're not feeling good about. So this is where you have to kind of really look within and start to replenish the, and empower yourself um, through your own presence, right? It's very important. So one of the things that I love to do and I love to, to do is break things open and make them easy, make them understandable. I like to bring them um, to a place where if I was explaining it to a six-year-old, they, the, they could see it and they could get it and they could be like, I got it. So as you can see, my tagline, becoming a better human, right? From heartbreak to heartbreaker to being a better human. Um, just as a recap, so you know, my heart, the heartbreak I've experienced, um, my heartbreak began when I shut off because of being um, in a situation as a child with my father. Don't want to go into it because it doesn't do me any good to revive it. But the heartbreak is where that started. It started in childhood, like many people, many 
of you may have had that trauma kind of tied to you and you took it with you. And unknowing to you, you broke hearts along the way. You broke your own heart. You broke other people's hearts. You fell short. You felt guilty. You felt resentment. You felt regret. And a lot of these things start to pile up. Well, just so happens I myself said, I can't take that. I'm not going to settle for that. I'm not going to settle for always being second best. I'm not going to settle for people not seeing me. I'm not going to settle any longer for staying the same. I'm not going to settle for the same old, same old, same old. I want more. I want to be magical. I want to be magnificent. I want to have a magnanimous life. I want to feel in touch and touched and and vibrant and beautiful. And I want to feel passionate. I want to feel I want to feel like Dr. McDreamy on Grey's Anatomy, right? I want to be like Patrick Dempsey. I want to feel like Dr. McDreamy on Grey's Anatomy. I want to be juicy. And that's why even when I'm doing this, what do I do in my pastime? I write books and I'm a healthcare provider providing quality, masculine, sigma-minded healthcare, right? To hundreds and hundreds of patients every year. I also give love advice, right? I've been giving love advice since I was, well, a long time ago, longer than some of you might be alive and very successful at it. So if you are looking to break free, to break through, go to below and get into a link and let's work it out and work on it. Looking at five ways to unlock this. And for anybody that's coming into this and you're a troll and you're like, I just want the five steps to emotional freedom. Why are you talking about this? This is a podcast. This is a show. This is a get to know you. If you need to get it now, you're not going to get it. Go away. Right? Good luck. This is not for somebody that doesn't take the time to listen, to tap in, to be a heart present, to go further than you have before. You're going to have to break free. You're going to have to stop. This isn't going to happen overnight, but we're going to do everything we can to get you there. So let me start out. This is something that I, I wrote. Um, in a sacred space within where silence roars and wisdom whispers, love, an indomitable force, breaks the chains of past hurt, and unfurls its potent wings. Imagine, if you will, a heart unburdened by the weight of yesterday, able to soar to the heights of most of the most extraordinary. This is not merely love, it's freedom incarnate, a reclamation of your divine right to live fully, deeply, and passionately. Your past traumas, once a prison, transform into everything, into the very keys that unlock this boundless future. When you embrace this unshackled form of love, you don't just find a companion for life's journey. You find a mirror reflecting the boundless sky of your own untapped potential under every rock, behind every tree. You find love waiting for you all over the place. The idea is to tap into love. And the first step to emotional freedom, I like to call it the wake the hell up. Wake up, wake up. It's awakening, right? These are your mirror moments. We got a little catchy exercise for this, but waking up, when you establish that you've been unaware, like what we talked about last week, you're controlled by fear unknowingly because the media has found a way to make money off of it. Society has found a way to separate you, segregate you, and keep you at a standstill. They don't want you to find love and happiness because then you're whole and you don't need to, you don't crave right? You don't have cravings. Um, even when you're in the deepest levels of love, you don't crave your partner. You're just, you, it's not a craving. A craving's out of control. It's more like, um, an embodiment, um, 
one of the beautiful things about this is that by establishing that you have been unaware and that you have these deep-seated needs and desires and you recognize that many of your relationships in the past were unfulfilling, you say, hey, you know, I want a fulfilling relationship. This awakening, this dark night of the soul, this twin flame experience, whatever it was that I went through, it was a moment, this divorce, this breakup, this, this whatever. It's a wake-up call. And that wake-up call is to awareness. And I will tell you, first out of the gate, awareness sucks, right? Waking up sucks. It's not fun to wake up when you've been asleep and you've been sedate and you've been kind of living a life where you didn't have to do any work. You just went through it haphazardly, heartbreak after heartbreak, healing heartbreak, healing heartbreak. And you'll see this in a lot of people that are trying to tell you, oh, I'm so healed. I've got my boundaries set and you know what? Don't come talking to me. Um, I don't have time for you. When you really tap into the, to the divine mind and you release the fear matrix, you actually will um, embody love all over for everybody. And to be honest, when you have that, there's very little um, in the way of a boundary that you have, right? And I deal with this daily with patients. Patients come in with different political views, different mindsets, different problems, different uh, attitudes. I have to get past whatever it is that our difference is to deliver a compassionate um, experience to them. I don't have to. I choose to. I choose to go above and beyond because I know that it, it's better for me, right? I'm a little selfish in in waking up and moving in that awakening. So one of the things that I'd say, one of the reasons why I want to stress that this awareness is the cornerstone about your, your um, emotional freedom, especially love, is because if you um, can't recognize this, if you can't recognize that you're locked up, that you're either unlovable, you know, this is a big thing in the first step, first step to unlock your emotional freedom. Do you think you're unlovable? When you look at yourself in the mirror, do you cringe? Do you find something about yourself where you're like, well, if I could fix that, man, I'd find somebody. The, the thing is, is that even the most amazing, egotistical, spiritual, religious, political, whatever person, that's at the height of their game, um, they're going to have a hard time loving themselves. In fact, a lot of the loudest people don't love themselves, right? Look at Robin Williams. He said there was nothing like being in a room full of people and feeling all alone, right? Who would have thought that? So are you lovable, right? This is the first step of awareness, these mirror moments, right? The wake-up call. Where are you on this on this quest for love? Do you, are you lovable? Do you can you find um, enough compassion to say I'm lovable? And can you start living that? Can you start living living that you're lovable and stop locking yourself away to protect yourself? The only thing you should protect yourself from your survival and instinct will take care of, and that's tigers, bears, sharks snakes, spiders, 
falling buildings, comets, fire, <laughs> the, the, the life takers, right? The things like flybys, drive-bys, those things. Your survival instinct will take care of that. But the problem is, as you've been in the state of survival for so long, because social media and, and social society, you're stuck there. You want you need to break free. So you've got to tap into. You got to turn the imagination away from fear and move it to fulfillment. And you want to say to myself, or I want to say to myself, every morning that I, I get up, I want to stand before the mirror. I want to gaze into my own eyes, and I want to say, "What do I truly desire today?" And I, this isn't a rhetorical question. It's actually an invitation. What do I desire today? Not like, it's not like about the future. It's not about the past. It's like, and then I look at myself and I say, you are, this is going to sound kind of corny, but I look at myself and I say, you deserve love. And then I remind myself, to deserve love, I have to become love. I've got to lean into it. So, and this will be a little bit weird at first, right? make the mirror like kind of like the oracle or like the wizard and the wizard of Oz. But think of your reflection for the moment right now in a elementary way as a, it's a place where you can start to build a rapport and a relationship where you can start to kind of learn your own language, learn your body language with certain words, right? Like look at yourself in the mirror and say sex, Look at, the, look at yourself in the mirror and say sexual intercourse, say um, orgasm, say climax, um, say strength, say fear. Take a bunch of words, and this is part of the mirror work. I have a new, it's called Keys to Love. It's a new 10-day program. You can try it for free. You have to contact me, and if you'd like to do it with me, I will, um, I'm going to charge you. <laughs> but if you want to do it for free, fine. I'll, I'll give it to the first 10 people that watch this and come forward and, and send me a connection. But your words are so powerful. And I've been talking about this on Instagram. So go to Ryan Keys to Love to follow me there. But get comfortable with the way a word sounds and then invite what its true meaning is. The word sex, X is you see X everywhere now, right? There's a reason. So even the word um, intercourse, right? Um, I'm picking words that are touchy, that will kind of make us feel a little cringy or make you feel insecure or make you feel like uh, they touch on the taboo, right? Even the word taboo, boo, right? Taboo, <laughs> it's like boo, scares you. So the thing is, is that Part of waking up, part of, part of these mirror moments, is you want to see how your body moves with that. How does your body? If you you look in the word, you look in the mirror, you say the word sex. What does your body do? What is you? What do you do? Right. We want to see. Are you comfortable with being loved? Are you comfortable with being touched, touched, hugged, supported? Are you comfortable with people hugging you in the real world? Are you comfortable with um, giving and receiving love? Right. This is one of the first steps in the wake-up call. The first step to love is determining how you deal with it and that you deserve it and what does that look like, right? Step two, moving forward. This is kind of the secret weapon for fierce compassion, right? This is the compassion challenge. So love, a secret weapon in love is to fiercely apply 
a position of compassion, right? And I would love to kind of launch into this discussion that we just annihilate the the myth that compassion means that you're a wimp, a wuss. Compassion is actually setting the stage for transformation. Um, a lot of a lot of the most powerful words have been um, kind of erroneously painted as weak. And there's a reason why they did that. A lot of like compassion, vulnerability, um, love, grace, forgiveness, give, giving. A lot of these words are make you feel vulnerable. And vulnerable is also a word that's engineered from a perception right now in the fear-based survival mode where your fear has been hijacked, your imagination has been hijacked. Those words are, will make you feel uncomfortable or they could, right? Especially as a man, right? As a human. So um, me as a man, I had to work with those words. I still work with those words. I'm not a pro. I am working. I'm a work in progress, right? And that's the beauty of this. So I'll take the word um, vulnerability or compassion, and I'll know that what, how do I hold that word? How do I feel about that? And then I want to emphasize compassion and feel compassion. And what is compassion? And I want to realize that compassion or vulnerability, compassion for this point of view, but it's a powerhouse of resilience. Compassion means that I'm a powerhouse of resilience. That there's, I'm going to magnetically draw love to me if I live a life of compassion, right? If I can go the extra mile in any case, I'm that much further to my goal. You know how people say, oh, yeah, why am I always going the extra mile? Shut the F up. What do you mean? Why am I? Why are you looking at that as a negative thing? Right? It's since when did you being giving, loving, and graceful ever become a negative because you didn't get it back? That's ego. That's selfish. That's self-centered. And you're trying to placate. You're trying to use a victim mindset to, to drag love out of someone that was maybe not looking at it the same way right? Like um, unreturned uh, intentions, right? Unreturned intentions. You profess your love for somebody and they see you as a friend and then you feel like, well, why did I go the extra mile to do that? I feel so bad. You, you went the extra mile. You're that much ahead of the game. You were able to, to confront and to, to, to compassionately express yourself to somebody just because they didn't give you back what you thought you needed. You, you, if you could see that as a strong move, you were just vulnerable. You just put your heart out there. F fucking fantastic. Fantastic. This is the best thing that you could have done. There's never a negative ever when it comes to professing, confessing, or um, speaking from the place of love. There's never a negative. The negative comes from you didn't get that reciprocated, which is selfish, Stepping back into survival mode. No, every time you profess your love and it's not returned, just know you're that much closer to getting to where you want to be and the person that's going to profess it back. If you shut down and if you stop at that one spot because you didn't, the person you thought was for you didn't, didn't send it back 
If you stop there, how dare you? Don't do that. Don't sever your direct connection. You just did an amazing thing. Congratulate yourself. Compassionately give yourself grace. You just did such a phenomenal step in the right direction of gaining and getting love and unlocking your emotional freedom. Right? So keep going. Go the extra mile because you're that much further down the road, that much closer to getting to your goal. So in this exercise, and you can come back. I'll post this in the description, I think. Um, show notes. If you Well, I, I actually do this. If you want show notes to get these exercises, send me an email at info at ryankeys.com or send me a direct message at my Instagram. But if you send me an email at, Ryan, at info at ryankeys.com, I will send you the show notes, right? It won't have everything, but it'll have the exercises. So I want you to, this is a week-long challenge. It's called the Compassion Challenge. And this is only step two. So we're going to, this is an hour show. So come back if you need to, but digest all of it because five minutes is not going to free you to love, right? It hasn't worked yet. The top 10, the top five, everything that you've been trying to to weasel out and, and get to really quickly hasn't worked. Try something new. Work with me. I've worked with 5,000 people since 2017 and 50% of those have found love. So let's do this. So a week-long compassion challenge, I want you to consciously choose one person per day that you'll listen to without judgment or without interruption. It could be a partner, a friend, a stranger. But the goal is to purely listen to them, let them speak, let them experience your compassion to be present, right? Give them an opportunity at least five minutes to speak to you about something as without judgment, without interruption, without needing to have it go to an outcome, a partner, a friend, or a stranger. And the goal is to just purely listen. And I'll tell you why. When you learn to listen from a place of love, God's source learns to listen to you. Because God is omnipresent only in the present moment. Not in the future, not in the past, because God doesn't need to be there because nothing exists there. God exists where God is. Source is only where you see it, where you feel it in this moment. Source doesn't need to be in, in any other timeline because all timelines converge into here. So, knowing that, when you can train yourself to become compassionate and to listen without judgment or interruption and give that person, place, thing, stranger, whatever, that time of pure listening joy, what you're doing is you are actually opening the door for God's source to be able to have that same kind of conversation with you. Because you draw in the energy that you're expressing, right? People aren't mirroring you. They're actually, they're, 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 they're drawn to you because there's an expression, right? So, and what can you expect over this week? Well, number one, you're going to notice a huge transformation. You're going to notice that your heart is your heart rate slows down. You're going to notice your metabolism speeds up. You're going to notice you feel sexy as hell, right? You're going to notice that you are um, less reactive and you are less reactive to the world. You're going to be less fear-based. 
in your interaction, this exercise is going to express fierce, ferocious compassion, and it's going to turn you into a wellspring of love, a magnet for meaningful conversation and relationship. The moment that you allow someone to mean more to you in a conversation about doesn't matter, you're sending out that vibration, that energy to, hey, I'm in alignment with this. I'm ready. Because love doesn't show up on your doorstep until you're willing to let it in, first and foremost. So step three in unlocking love and steps to emotional freedom. I like to call it emotional alchemy. And it's the five-second shift, right? Emotional alchemy. Mastering your emotions to master love. Mastering emotions. Sorry, that's my... There's a um, cat outside that has been going underneath my truck. So I put that alarm to go off every time something goes underneath my truck, whether it's a guy stealing my catalytic converter or a cat trying to get underneath my car. It, it just gives them a notice. So mastering your emotions will help you master love. A lot of people think mind over matter, but I want to... Matter is interesting. Matter is the natural law, which I love and I abide by, but I'm also into the supernatural law. Master your emotions and you'll master love. So we're going to talk about emotional alchemy for a moment, and then we're going to give you this exercise called the five-second shift. And I do this with people that I work with. So we're going to illuminate and kind of like tap into this transformative concept of mastering the emotions. And mastering the emotions is less about suppression, right? If you feel sad, freaking cry, get it out. Don't hold on to it. Don't push it down because it's only going to powder keg. If you feel angry, don't direct it to a person. Turn your head, go out into the woods and just give off a good scream, right? I like to also, uh, you know, like have you ever seen those kids when they're like, <gasps> and I hold my breath and then I'm like, and I shake it off, right? I give a little shake, a little somatic shake, but. The key here into mastering your emotions is less about suppressing them. So many people suppress that shit, and that's not the way. It's more about emotional alchemy. It's transmuting the emotional reaction into a mindful response. I like when I'm angry or when I'm upset or when I'm sad or when I'm depressed. I do this with anxiety because I almost died of a heart issue last year. So my anxiety, my PTSD would come back and I would, my heart rate would shoot through the roof or drop to like 10 and I would immediately go to the dark side and I would, my everything, my emotions would spiral. So I had to come back to kind of say, Hey, you know, um, I need to master this. I need to prevent this kind of emotional eruption. So I need an anchor. I need a, a cornerstone. And one of the things I need to do is I need to enrich my relationships foster more intimacy and realize that my love life is about my alignment, right? So I don't want to react. I want to respond. If I'm having an emotional outburst or reaction, I need to be able to take a deep breath, come back, think of that as an alignment and whatever I'm allowing out of me needs to be aligned with love. I can experience a burst of anger or depression or sadness with aligned with love, right? 
compassionate, kind, um, soft, gentle, sensitive, firm, strong, all those good adjectives that will help me to align with that. But so what I do when I do that is I do a five second shift. So instead of an immediate reaction, when I'm emotionally triggered, I pause for five seconds. I take five seconds and I count down five, four, three, two, one. And I use this time to identify the emotion and consider what is best for both people or for myself and how does it align back to love. And if it can't align back to love, then I need to let go of it and move away, right? If there's an emotion that's so powerful that um, it can't align back to a calm feeling, you've got to call the ball now and you need to move away until you can get it back under control. Don't say things that you'll regret because your, your words, they weave outcomes. They create timelines. It's very important. And if you take this five-second pause, this deliberate five seconds to give you that time to identify the emotion and consider the best course of action, it's a pivotal act. It's small, but it's huge, right? It starts to shape this new narrative in your life. It gives you the ability. Hello, it's been a minute. Yes. It gives you the ability um, to kind of like go into that emotional editing room, right? that sacred space where you can reframe your response, you can diffuse the conflict, you can elevate the quality of your experience, your relationship, your interaction, right? That would be the best thing. That five-second shift helps you. It's pivotal. It gives you the ability to take on a new narrative, right? Take on a new narrative. And that's huge in unlocking love and emotional freedom. So moving into step four, um, this is all about intuition. Last week when we talked about how our, we can't activate intuition when we're stuck in survival mode, when our imagination is hijacked and we're consistently in fight, flight, or free, freeze. Um, so that five-second shift will help you to get out of that fight, flight, or freeze. Um, especially if you're in the freeze, you've got five seconds for sure. You can multi-purpose, multitask. <laughs> So the fourth step is intuition is your love GPS, right? Intuition is your love's GPS. So when I think about intuition and I think about that kind of silent language of intuition, it's like what I was saying in the beginning with the mirror moments, getting used to words that make me feel uncomfortable and I ask why or... Um, really determining that I deserve love from everywhere, right? You deserve love from everywhere. It's not going to come from everywhere, but you deserve it. And if you don't believe you deserve it, then just you got to do some work. The only reason why you don't, you won't believe that you don't deserve love is because you are, um, you're cinched up and you're separating yourself from being loved. You're not feeling worthy of love. If you can't feel worthy of love, it's going to be difficult for you to love without expectation. And loving without expectation is um, emancipating. Um, it takes talent. It takes work. It takes dedication to love without expectation. And loving without expectation is not unconditional. Unconditional means that um, somebody could come up and want to take your wallet and you would just hand it over and it's all good. You're going about your business. 
Loving without expectation means that you went out, you've got money in your wallet, somebody comes up and takes it, you let it go with love um, to save your life, um, but you expected a different outcome, so you're going to ask why, right? So you want to face that without expectation, and you want to say, well, whatever happened, happened, and I don't get it. It's, I'm not unconditional about it. I'm a little scared. I've got anger, whatever it is. I'm going to process those with my five-second shift. But this intuition space is when you you kind of develop that um, language, that dialogue. Because uh, what happens is, is that our daily dialogue, this is why when we did the first step, first stage, um, your dialogue and how you see yourself and how you show up is so important. Because this is how your life ends up, right? Your ability to express yourself to yourself, your inner dialogue, your inner discourse, um, your ability to be compassionate, your ability to be all those words that would sound weak, but they're actually really strong. Um, This opens the door for a new dialogue to get past the daily grind, right? So why is intuition so important? Number one is because it it's going to be an active internal guidance system. It is your intuition is connecting to the divine mind. Your intuition doesn't live in your gut. It lives more in your heart, right? Your survival imagination or your survival lives in your gut and it conspires and pulls your imagination down into the, your gut instantaneously to survive. But when you can kind of get out of that survival mode and use it for what's necessary, you get into the intuition of the heart, and then what happens is is that your heart and your imagination work together to become the act of discernment or discerning. So your your intuition is this guidance system. It's your soul's GPS, and it's guiding you to not only towards love, but it's also steering you away from what doesn't serve that end. And it does it so effectively. So if you can maintain the mindset of the Christ consciousness or the divine mind, if you can love more than you have before, if you can try to love beyond the expectation, if you can love and be ready for love and feel loved, what happens is you're opening up a different guidance system. So you're immediately pulling towards you the outcome. And this is where, rather than trying to chase the outcome because you're stuck in fight, flight, or freeze in survival, you're drawing the outcome to you, right? Love is very magnetic. It doesn't, this is why I used to say this in the twin flame thing. Love doesn't chase. With the whole twin flame runner and chaser thing, chase and run, that's not love. That's survival, and it's very addictive, and it's very um, seductive, and it will fool you into thinking that's love. But love doesn't chase. If you're looking for a, a man or a woman and you have to chase them, um, when you get with them, you're going to constantly be chasing them. That's not going to feel good. That's not going to feel good. I don't want to be in a relationship where I have to constantly chase my partner. That's not, that's not relaxing. That's not, that's not fostering um, compassion. That's not, that's not in my best interest. Uh, 
So my GPS, my intuition, being in that heart space is going to steer me away from what doesn't serve me. If somebody is playing a game and doesn't, and they're playing hard to get or what have you, if they like you and they don't let you know, that's one thing. But if you've picked up on or if you like them and you let them know and they don't give it back, keep on going. Like I said, you went the extra mile to let them know, keep going. You're getting closer to your goal. They're not it. If that person is flirty and they say, oh, well, maybe, remember what I said, yes or no, maybes or a no, right? We're living in a very um, impactful and empowering time. Your, your um, time is valuable. Yes or no. Maybe is a no. So it maybe doesn't serve you, right? Maybe is a waste of time. And so what that means is, is that we want to constantly steer towards love and love will lead us there and love will draw us not only to the place we want to go, but it'll draw the place we want to go towards us. So I'd like to in- introduce this concept. I, can, I like to call it the soul whisperer like Caesar Milan. It's these quiet moments when you're able to disengage from the outside world to focus inward. Now, this could be like during a shower, a walk, a moment of stillness, silence, sitting by yourself in the car, turn the radio off. And it's not about seeking any answers. It's just about listening. You're giving yourself two chances here. When you don't have anything going on in your head, there's, you know, you're in the car, we're in the car, turn the radio down and just drive in silence. What thoughts come up? You're doing an inventory. Right? Look in that rearview mirror and say, you deserve love. And then what thoughts come up? Because we need to know what are we working with. We're building a foundation of love here. We need to know intuitively, am I actually allowing love? Intuitively, am I sending out a love signal? Intuitively, am I looking down when the person I like comes in because I feel unlovable? No, look, stand up, shoulders back, look them in the eye, let them know. And if they don't feel the same way, Fantastic. Keep moving forward. It's come, It's getting closer. So this soul whispering is that moment of stillness where it's not about seeking an answer. It's about hearing your inner dialogue. It's about hearing also what God's source wants to say to you. And as you start to tune in to this silence, these whispers will become clearer. And it's going to be, it's going to start out as a hum, as a Hey, kind of like as a, a a heartfelt feeling, it's going to start out as kind of like, it's not, it's not going to be like a gut feeling. It's not going to grab you. Not going to be like, look, you're looking left to right before you cross the road. This is going to be like that aha moment where you're like, oh yeah. This is going to be like the same moment when somebody says, walks up to you and says, oh my God, you look so good today. That's going to be in that same space, that same warmth, right? That same warmth. And what happens is, the, the more frequently you do this, the more timeouts you take where you can allow this clarity, gradually your decisions are going to align more closely with your true self. Because if you are drowning out your true self with either the past or the problem or a lot of other things, if you're drowning your your um inner voice out with fear or with the news or with the latest conspiracy theory or the latest problem or I've got to get this deadline. If you can't take time to step back and to listen to the deeper voice, 
you can't develop your discernment, you can't develop your intuition, you're stuck in fight, flight, or freeze. So, and you can't, you can't really create in survival mode, right? You're not able to create in survival mode. So that's one of the things I like to do. I like to call it the soul whisper. I like to, to really sit with myself in some quiet spaces and allow that inner dialogue to start bubbling up. And I don't, I don't want to judge it. I want to just enjoy it. I want to enjoy what, whatever comes up. I'm like, oh, that's great. <clears throat> and then as a tip from last week and from my Instagram lives, which are at the, on the, right there on the banner at Ryan Keys to Love, I like to pick a word every day. Today my word was joy. And I was like, joy, joy, joy. And I didn't finish. I was like, down in my heart, down in my heart, I got joy. So I would just, I, would, I was like singing joy. And then I took that five minutes, sat, felt it. I primed myself. I primed myself for, with my power word, to be ready for truth and a high vibration. So a mantra with one word gives you the ability to prime yourself in a powerful way where there's no argument and there's no resistance to that um, concept, right? So I like to pick a word like jubilant, joy, happiness, um, wholeness, um, wellness, well, you know, something that is in alignment with what you want. Love is a good one. Just love, 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 love. All you need is love. You know, so just love, 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 just say that word. Love. 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 Without judgment. Love. With some joy. Love. With some real joy. Love. With some expectation. Love. With some vulnerability. Love. Play with the word. This is your primer word for those moments to tap into your intuition to escape the fear matrix like we talked about last week. One word is all it takes. One, like one look was all it took. One word is all it takes and you focus on that word. You follow that word like when somebody needs help, they don't give you a damn dialogue. There's no monologue. It's just like help, help, right? You know what that word means. Define these words as your power words. They prime you. They get you ready for this deep conversation. That's what we need. Hello, hello. Everybody's saying love. Fantastic. So the fifth and final way to begin to unlock love from my experience after talking to 5,000 people, daily love wins. Always will. Always has. Daily love will always win. Easy acts for big impact. Right? I'm going to give you a secret that I use every day dealing with patients, dealing with people and their personal problems, dealing with clients that are looking for love and wanting to break free, helping people recover from the, the, the all this tiresome twin flame stuff, 
helping people tap into self-love, all the work that I've done for with 5,000 people over the past seven years, here's what I love to do. Take a 10-second situation. I call it the 10-second compliment. Because in a world that glorifies grand gestures, we overlook the power of subtlety. Like what I said with the word love and infusing it and making it a primer word. We overlook the monumental power of a subtle compliment. The everyday, the ordinary action that makes an extraordinary difference in the realms of love and emotional freedom. Right? Let me, let me get that for you again. Right? Easy acts for big impact. In a world that glorifies grand gestures, we always, most often, overlook the power of the subtle, the everyday, the ordinary action that makes an extraordinary difference in someone's life, in the realm of love, and in your emotional freedom. And how is that? Why is that so, right? Whether it's romantic, family, platonic, a small gesture, a small action can speak louder than a grand, grand declaration because think of these small actions as breadcrumbs that are leading love to your doorstep, right? You're creating a chain of sustained emotional connection. This is why I'm not against birthdays, I'm not against Valentine's Day, I'm not against Christmas, but I want to build a trail of breadcrumbs. I want to build a chain. I want to braid a rope about emotional connection. Send a, hey, how you doing? How you feeling today? Something like that. If you're in a, if you're in a relationship, maybe it's showing up with flowers once a week. And it's an everyday, like every week you show up with a flower. Or every morning, hey, how are you feeling? You get home, how was your day? Something simple, something subtle means the most. I'm horrible at it, to be honest. I'm going to admit, I'm, I suck at that. So I'm going to work on this with all of you. <laughs> so I want to think about this in a way where I want to create that sustained emotional connection. So if you can give me a commitment right now to give at least one genuine compliment a day, to someone in your life, it just takes 10 seconds, but it's going to create such a huge impact. Once a day, a genuine compliment to somebody in your life. And it could be as simple as praising a partner's cooking, thanking a friend for their support, or acknowledging a colleague at work for like, hey, thank you. It can even be opening. A, you know, we forgot. We've gotten so in our head, we've forgotten that when we take a space to wave, thank you. That's like a compliment, right? And even a stranger, right? Like imagine you're at the checkout at Walmart. Well, what do we hear about Walmart? We see the horrible videos about people walking around with their ass cracks hanging out, wearing like Barbie doll outfits or like some kind of Grinch costumes or what people like just do horrible things. So why not when you're at your checkout, say a compliment to the cashier now, if it's the opposite sex and you think they're going to lean over and try to give you a big kiss, don't do it. But find somebody. Maybe it's the lady at the front. A lot of retired people are at the front in Walmart. They're greeters. 
Say, hey, how are you doing? Have a great day. Don't be afraid to give 10 seconds to somebody to touch base, right? I'm going to, this is a story that I failed. But it didn't fail into the sense of that I'm saying failure. Um, I failed to do this. I failed to follow through with one of the steps to help somebody. A friend of mine reached out. And I so inconsiderately being busy about my own self, didn't call them back. And all he said was, hey, Ryan, it's been a while. I could really use a phone call. Could you get back to me? I didn't. I forgot. My friend killed himself. killed himself now it's not my fault he did but I look at it from a different perspective what if I had followed through and not been so stuck in survival that I had been in my intuition and my discernment would have said don't let that go listen to the silence listen to the soul whispering in that voice let it hear listen to this from your heart place this was before I was really doing any work and, man, if I went back, I would do it much differently today than I did then. But everything happens for a reason. He's now alive again in this story so that you can see the impact that just listening and taking this step can do in others' lives. And when you enrich other people's lives, your life will become rich. Don't get selfish don't sabotage yourself by being an asshole to everywhere and everyone else, right? So do me a favor. Commit to giving at least one genuine compliment a day to somebody in your life. It just takes 10 seconds. Create that impact. It can be symbols praising, thanking, or acknowledging. And as you make this your daily practice, the one thing you're going to notice is your relationships are going to be a lot deeper. Because I want you to think of these compliments as planting seeds. At first, you won't see a lot of change. But if you do it regularly, you're gonna, and you give it time, you're going to realize that you've grown a garden of emotional richness and connection and that people are starting to reach out to you and they are being open to you in this, this line of experience, right? So, um, six minutes. This was an hour. This is an hour episode for the podcast, but... So this is how to unlock your heart in five steps for emotional freedom. Um, we basically started out this confronting our own reflections with the mirror moments um, before embracing resilience. We talked about the compassion challenge. We talked about mastering our emotions with the five-second shift, taking a pause. We talked about the soul whispering technique, tapping into the soul's GPS, giving ourselves that silent space to tap into our intuition. And then we talked about the 10-second compliment. So the beautiful thing is, is that we're going to keep going into this topic. I'm going to unlock love as much as possible because, like I said, I went from a broken heart to breaking hearts to becoming a better human. And that's what I'm here to offer. Heartbreak to hero. Uh, you can, uh, heroes aren't masculine or feminine. 
If you've got a heart and you can love, you are a hero. You're brave. You, you, you're a brave human being if you can love in the face of very little coming back to you. So it's gonna, this is your turn, right? So I want you to take these five steps. I want you to unlock some emotional freedom. And then I want you to leave comments down below when you practice this. And if you want to try my 10 days, my 10 day program keys to love, which is a lot of these same things, but in a much more dynamic way with self guided meditation, 10 of them. If you want to try the keys to love, come on and send me an info at ryankeys.com. If you want me to work with you, I will definitely do that. If you're ready to find love, to fall in love, if you're ready for love, I can help guide you there. I will help work with you. If you're not ready to be loved, I can't do anything. If you're not ready to receive love, there's nothing I can do to help you yet. I can only love you from a distance and give you support and allow you to have your free will until you figure out loving is a lot better than losing. Being present and empowered and being in a loving state is a lot better than listening to that sad song, being sucked into survival, fight, flight, or freeze, having your imagination hijacked from intuition into survival mode and falling prey to all the patterns that have been punishing you up to date. If you're ready to fall in love, come find me. If you're ready to express love, if you're ready for your emotional freedom, I will help you do that. I've worked with 5,000 people. I almost, when I saw that, when I did my inventory, I was like, holy shit, I worked with 5,000 people? Are you freaking kidding me? Holy smokes. And that's not including my patients. I've been doing medical for, I've been in the medical biz for 13 years. I manage, I'd say at least like 1,400 patients a year. So that's not even counting that. That's not even counting the people I meet on the street. That's not even counting the people that ask me questions that are patients. I help patients in my chair all the time. But if you're ready, keep coming, keep going, email me. So we're going to be back next week, next Wednesday. We're going to go into some more of this, some more how-tos, some more wisdom about love, how to open up love in your life, how to break free, to break through. And remember, love isn't in a locked room and you don't, you know, <laughs> love isn't in a locked room away from you, right? Love is actually a cont continuous creation. It's in a space. So we're going to do one emotional breakthrough at a time, one week at a time. We're going to take it back. We're going to introduce you to love. We're going to allow you to find that love to reignite your connection, right? So we're 58 minutes, one hour. That's what I wanted. So please do me a favor. Like this, smash the like button, leave a comment down below. Share this to your social media if it sincerely touched you. If it didn't, don't worry about it. I want sincerity. I want compassion. I want people that are looking to love. I want somebody to support me that wants to fall in love, head over heels in love with life, in love with people, in love with the future, and not be afraid of the great reset. I'm going to give you a real big tip. I don't have to be scared of what's going on in politics or in 
the, the pandemics, those things, because once you can tap into the vibration of love, it will lead you. It will draw the outcome you need towards you. Natural law governs the physical form, the body. Supernatural law governs everything you don't see. And everything you don't see creates everything you do see. If you want to create a meme for that, let me know. All right. So, and sorry for my picture. My, I didn't realize that uh, my hair on my chest is all out like that. <laughs> sorry about that. Anyway, peace, light, and love. Thank you for being here. Come to Patreon support. Um, we're going to be doing a live Patreon on Saturday, a, a, a get down, sit down. You can join Patreon, read the tiers so you can be into that bi-weekly live. And then we're doing this and I post a lot of cool things. I've got a lot of meditations on Patreon as well. So you don't have any excuse. There's no excuse. Love is waiting for you, right? Love is waiting for you. There's no excuse. You don't have to be lost. You don't have to be chasing love. You don't have to feel left out. Those days are done. Come on home. Let's get you in a space where love starts to spring forward. It's possible. I promise. I will talk to you all soon. Have a beautiful afternoon, evening, or morning, wherever you are. And keep in mind, I'm also, I'm writing a beautiful series of romance novels, right? I'm looking for a publisher or a literary agent. If any of you know anyone, please send them my way. As you know, I have a book called Putting the Soul Back in Soulmates on Amazon. And I have another book called Conscious Awakening of the Conscious Universe on Amazon. And I have three books done. I'm going on to book number four in the series called Broken Halo. Um, it is the story of a of the earth and how it got here, but from the place of love. From a, a um, it's just it, it's a little bit gothic. It's got a little bit of a flare of Twilight meets Outlander. So it's in the vein of kind of a Anne Rice merges with Daniel Steele. So I write that, and I'm proud of it. I enjoy it. I love it. It is my lifeblood. I love writing romance. So if you have any connections, let me know. All right, peace, light, and love. Have a beautiful afternoon. I will talk to you soon.